it's always left to your uh, own judgment on what's going to actually take place. But the one thing that we did very well early is, you know, when we got the attention of the CEO, we parlayed that into an executive bridge. We introduced that CEO to ours. They were able to have a meeting of the minds, build a really tight relationship, and we always leveraged it throughout the deal. Hello, and welcome to the How the Deal Was Done podcast. This show will feature fast-paced interviews with top sellers. We will hear the hard-earned stories, the challenges, and the learnings they picked up from their biggest and most memorable deals. We hope this podcast will give you a bit of inspiration and understanding for how big deals get done, deals that positively impact your customers, your company, and level up your career as a seller. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of How the Deal Was Done. I'm excited to speak with another Massachusetts native, Max Tipton. Max is the VP of Sales North America for Paperless Parts, and he was referred to us, referred to the podcast from Jeff Kerchick. Jeff is our first two-time guest, so everyone can check out his past episodes. And Max, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you uh, extending the invite. Sure. So Max, to set everyone up, why don't you give a little bit of background on yourself, your journey in sales, and then we'll start talking about the deal. Yeah, absolutely. I started my career at a company called Acquia based in Boston. That's where I did a lot of my professional growing up, to say. I joined the company as a BDR out of school, not really knowing what I wanted to do with my business degree, but you know, knew I wanted to get into an exciting company and find opportunities to grow. So I'd spent seven years there and went from a, a BDR into an enterprise account executive. You know, it was during the end of that tenure that I wanted to prove to myself that I can do the job well outside of the four walls in which I, you know, learned how to sell and joined another really exciting company called Kong, uh, based out in San Francisco. And I was their remote employee in the Northeast and was loving it over there. Again, great, really awesome organization, had a lot of fun selling the product. But I did get a call from a gentleman named Mike Stankus, who was a sales leader at Acquia. And we had the opportunity to get to know each other really well. He was a mentor of mine, almost like my, you know, Bill Belichick of sales. Coaching tree. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he said, Hey, you know, this is going to be my last rodeo. Do you want me to teach you how to be a sales leader? And so I said, Why not? Let's um, try it out. So I joined the organization that was about three years ago and haven't looked back since. Mike is now since retired. And you know, I've had the fortunate opportunity to, to work with um, Alan Hawley, who's the current sales leader here at Paperless Parts and you know, team up together to keep growing this organization. Wow. You, you must have left a, a great impression from your, the initial rodeo and you got invited to the next one. How um, you, so you were an enterprise account executive. And then when you joined Paperless Parts, you stood, you stepped in as a leader. What was the, I'm curious, just before we start talking about the deal, what was the team? Did you walk in to, to manage? Was there an existing team? Were you building a team from scratch? And uh, what were some of the challenges of that? Again, we'll, we'll get to the deal, but uh, I'm curious. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a small team. The total company size was about 30 individuals. Of that, we had a handful of BDRs and three or four account executives. Since then, we've scaled the team to over 16 account executives today. You know, and we have a the, the BDR team is continuing to grow. So it's been a pretty wild journey along the way. A ton of personal learning lessons from a leadership standpoint, you know, how to hold folks accountable, 
how to work together to bring in the right resources to go and attack opportunities, new ways to generate pipeline, you know, things of that nature. So it really has been a lot of ups and downs, you know, as personally learning how to be a leader in an organization, it's a different type of pressure, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Very cool. Well, let's let's transition to the deal. Why don't you set up the the background on it, how it got started, and we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So the opportunity that, you know, I think it was worth discussing today, I call it the Earth Mover. This is a really important opportunity for our company earlier days because it helped push the the mold as far as you know, our team, our product, and where we could take the company into the future to get bigger and more strategic opportunities. So at Paperless Parts, we help serve the custom part manufacturing space by providing them with the best estimation and quoting technology out there. So, you know, we had an opportunity to help another organization that's one of the largest custom part manufacturers in the United States. And, um, you know, that's where the, the, the journey begins. Okay. And the earth mover, when did you realize that this had the potential to be a transformational deal? Well, it's one of those opportunities that was almost too good to be true when it first started. Our first connection was with the CEO of the organization. He was able to, at a high level, describe where they wanted to take the company and, you know, what the opportunity was for them to, you know, go and capitalize on and, not many people were, you know, thinking, you know, big picture in that way at the time. And so some of the things that he was considering was pretty novel. You know, the, the journey for us was really deciding, you know, how, how often and early do we try and qualify out, right? You get an opportunity to meet with CEOs and they have big, big picture ideas, but, you know, are we the right partner? Is the problem that they're trying to solve something that we can help support? And so we spent a lot of time internally to really strategically navigate every next step in the opportunity yeah. to ensure that we were continuing to, you know, have the confidence on both sides that we can do this together. Wow. Was it, is it typical that you're having conversations at the CEO level? Uh, fortunately for our business, we do get a lot of leadership individuals that want to talk about sales and revenue in their business, and they're pretty hands-on. I think for, for this one specifically, it really was a true enterprise sale. It's pretty unique that we started at the CEO level with this specific opportunity, but it helped open doors to other team members internally on his side so that we were able to validate a lot of the things that he was trying to go make happen and all the other key players that were helping bring that vision to life. So it was really for us, uh, unlocked so many doors for, for us to go and build, I think, a really strategic business plan for a lot of the challenges they were trying to solve. That's great. That's exciting to have that visionary type conversation where they're looking out and ahead. They're not just looking down of, hey, we have this issue. Should we like maybe replace our current solution and test something out and start small? But to to have that visionary who is starting off and, and you're able to then create a path of how you're going to fulfill that vision with with the customer as well. Yeah, it really it really was. You know, and again, you, you probably, I think most AEs on, on the, uh, that might be listening today, they've probably been faced with other exciting calls or they're meeting with a top executive, but sometimes they don't always come to fruition. Other priorities can come up. You know, maybe they were just excited in the moment to describe some of the things that they were working on. So I think it just took a lot of fortitude from both sides to keep the momentum in the opportunity and, you know, make sure that we had all the right 
you know, phases of the deal lined up, the, the people that needed to be involved. So it was a, it was a journey, but one worth pursuing. Nice. So it's a great vision, great opportunity. What were some of the challenges? Well, one of the challenges that we faced about halfway through were, you know, they were, they were really what we call in the vision phase of solving for their problem. They could describe it at a high level, but when it came to the tactical mechanics of going to solve for it, there wasn't a lot defined there. And, you know, to, to get specific, it's around, you know, what the success criteria was and what the decision criteria was. So, you know, they, they really needed to get more specific around the, the metrics they were, they were looking to impact. You know, let's say in three years from now, what would need to be true for your business to determine that this was a really fruitful endeavor? And then the other was they didn't have a lot of the details ironed out around the type of technical capabilities that they really needed in order to ensure that they were evaluating the right solution. So we had an inflection point in the opportunity, and it was one that was nerve wracking for the individual seller, where we had to put it back on them and say, hey, you know, we're happy that you guys are thinking about this. But when it comes to your evaluation, you need to provide us with very specific technical requirements so that we actually know that we're going to solve for this stuff. And we had a, a really bright team internally that was able to help them craft a lot of those requirements. But ultimately, the ball was in their court at that point. As much as we wanted to keep pushing for you know the deal and move forward. They have to do the work. Yeah, they got to go do the work. That would have opened up a lot more risk if they didn't help develop that themselves. Because then it's their idea. It's their project. Yep. So the rubber met the road there. We gave them about three to four weeks. And then they came back to us with an extremely comprehensive list of criteria. And that allowed us to go march towards those and figure out the areas where we know we could knock it out of the park and others where, you know, maybe we needed to just align on how to best handle the different requirements that they had. This podcast is sponsored by OrgChart Hub, helping HubSpot customers get the big deals done since 2018. You can find more about them in the show notes or visit orgcharthub.com slash podcast. Was there a live or virtual whiteboarding session at any point in this deal? Yeah, one of the key parts of every deal that we run here is something called process mapping. And that's where, you know, you do a lot of demos for a prospect, you get them excited about the potential of the software. But ultimately, we're not selling software, we're selling a solution to a problem. And it really helps when the prospect is able to share their screen and do a demo of their current workflow for you. So for us specifically, it's the quote to cash cycle within a custom part manufacturer. The moment a new opportunity comes in, how they triage it, how they go about quoting it, how they send it out back to the customer. There's so many different people, applications, processes that take place. So the more detail we have around that, the better it allows us to understand where we can see around corners, when we can remove a lot of the manual efforts that they have in place today and gets them, you know, a lot of people don't buy because they feel like they're not understood. It helps us demonstrate to them, hey, here's everything that we heard in your existing process today. And this is how Paperless is going to overlay into that and help solve for a lot of those challenges. So once we did one of those sessions with that team, that allowed us to really understand how and where we can add the most value. Very cool. 
What about competition? I think the biggest thing that we face in our environment is apathy or do nothing. So the option for them is because they had an internal team in house was to build something internally. They had explored that. And even though they could take it in house, there's still a ton of costs associated with it. So the, the option was build or buy. And after we had a lot more opportunity to dig in what they were trying to solve for, it made a lot more sense for them to not recreate the wheel in the areas that we've already invested a lot of time and money into and allowed them to start rather than from zero in a new project and platform. You know, let's start 60, 70, 80% of the way there and then build some customization around it to get you further to the pin. Nice. So it was vision, process mapping, requirement, understanding their requirements, and then getting the no the go, no-go on the build versus the buy. Anything big on how the the deal finally got over the line? Were, were there times, you know, at the end where, where you thought it was lost or, or any compelling moments of, of how it landed? I mean, you're, when you're sitting alone in the room as the seller, anything can happen. It's always left to your uh, own judgment on what's going to actually take place. But the one thing that we did very well early is, you know, when we got the attention of the CEO, we parlayed that into an executive bridge. We introduced that CEO to ours. They were able to have a meeting of the minds, build a really tight relationship, and we always leveraged it throughout the deal. So as we were going through initial introductions and getting to know one another, we established that executive bridge. Then we got to the point where we the rubber met the road around what their decision criteria were and things of that nature. And one way that we kept the momentum was to re-engage the CEO connection and had those two meet up. And then finally, when it came down to commercials and execution, we leveraged that relationship again. And that was able to provide us with the confidence that you know, we needed, that we had a right, the right cultural fit between the two organizations. And there wasn't a ton of guessing on the side around whether or not this is going to get done because we had that type of relationship. Beautiful. So you started with the executive, executive vision, and then you, you, you kept that executive level relationship and, and landed, landed the deal. So any learnings from this one or from other deals that you all have done of, of how to get better? Yeah, you know, my recommendation would be to, you know, really understand what they're trying to solve for and figure out if you're going to be the right fit. This could have easily been one where we qualified out, you know, a lot sooner, but it's because we were able to create that executive bridge, you know, challenge them to develop their own criteria and they kept coming back and meeting those uh, requests that demonstrated to us that we should continue the momentum. But I encourage, you know, all sellers out there, you know, to really take a step back, make sure that this is a good ICP fit, that these are problems that you can actually solve for and determine pretty quickly if this is an area that you want to you know, use your time. You know, I think a lot of sellers out there might say things like, oh, we only spent you know, a few meetings with them, you know, things like that. But what's behind the scenes happening is you know, they're starting to talk about forecasts. So then your leadership is talking about it. You bring in an SE, you probably do a, call, a, a prep call with your solutions engineer. Then you actually have a meeting and then you do a follow-up to the meeting. So it's not always just a live airtime that you have with the customer of, you know, oh, we only did, you know, two or three hours. There were probably another tangential two or three hours, you know, or more, right? Yeah. Invested into an opportunity that can be easily avoided. But when a you know prospect has the right level involved and is able to 
you know, when you challenge them, accept those challenges and continue to push the ball yeah. forward. I think that demonstrates, you know, when you might have something to work with. Very cool. Wow. This is a, a, a great earth moving deal story. And it sounds like you've, you've been able to replicate it or, or take some of the learnings from this deal into the, the sales process and motion going forward. Many, many times. Yes. Yep. There's a lot that we learned in that opportunity than our standard process here at Paperless Parts. And I think we're all better sellers because of it. That's the best. Nail it and then scale it. Get the big one and then figure out how to 10 exit. Yep. Yep. And um, shout out to Connor LaChapelle, who was the AE that worked on this opportunity. He knows exactly what I'm talking about and could have picked a better person to help work on that with. That's great. Maybe we can get Connor for a future episode of uh, some of the other deals he's done as well. That would be fantastic. He would love to do it. All right. We'll, we'll get this in front of him when, when it goes live. Max, anyone else? So we're going we're gonna to go touch base with Connor. We've had Jeff. Any other sellers or you know, folks in your network that, tell, that, that have great deal stories to share? Oh, man. There's a ton out there. You know, there's, uh, there's quite a few. I, I'm happy to point some more in your direction. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few folks, even here internally at Paperless Parts. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And, and, you know, we got, we got the one, we got Connor, we're at 25 episodes. We're, we're making sure we have pipeline to get to a hundred. So we, you know, we always have to ask referrals at the end of a good deal story. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll send more your way. All right. Thanks, Max. Well, if anyone's interested in learning more about you, the, the team that you have, as well as paperless parts, where would we send them? Yeah. Find me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Feel free to send me an email or a message. Happy to connect. I love meeting with other sellers out there and you know learning about the things that they're doing. So I appreciate you giving me some airtime here, Andrew, and good luck out there. Thanks. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the uh, rest of the week, month, day, year, whatever, whatever time it is that you're listening. Thanks. I'm Andrew Capel. Thank you for tuning in to How the Deal Was Done podcast. Don't miss out on more inspiring stories from top sellers. Subscribe now to stay updated and motivated on your journey in sales.